The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Savannah Hugh Moeller, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Well, two out of four ain't bad. And a guy coming off the bench for us, <laughs> Nate Newton. Savannah and Mickey here on this Tuesday on Mick Shots in the SWBC podcast studio after we missed yesterday because we had a personnel problem. Wow. It was just going to be you and Savannah. And we could have made this happen. Well, you could have. Yes. I had a few people on Twitter reach out and they were, hey, we thought you were going to hold down the show on Monday and... You know, we, we're sorry, guys, but we're back today. You Next were, time it happens like that, we're going to do this, Miss Fanna. We're going we gonna to make Mick shots holler louder than it ever been shot. You know what I'm saying? I'm here for it, yeah. Nate. Let's do it. Well, we're glad to be here on this Tuesday, a player day off here at the Star. Uh, Nate's doing a little double duty today, and we appreciate you being here. The players are what? They're off today. It's Tuesday. Didn't you have Tuesdays off? Yeah, we, we they they have to come in and work out at least, right? They do that on Monday. Come on, <laughs> this is Eagles Week, baby. Don't, don't be old school. Should on they be now. here, Nate? <laughs> you know what? I, you know we would get a full day off. Thank thank you for that. But I would come in. I would be so nervous getting ready to face Jerome Brown, Reggie White, Seth Joyner, Clyde Simmons. I'll be so nervous. Mm-hmm. So I would come in and just get an extra workout, you know what I'm saying? Just try to make sure my wind was right because, you know, I was a heavy drinker back then, Miss Savannah. Excuse me. Yeah. Did yeah. it pay off? Yes, it did a lot okay. of times. <laughs> right. Yes, it did. Just want to make sure you're coming you in on your off day. You need all it. that yeah. work for nothing, right? Yeah, we've got, uh, yeah, we had personnel problems yesterday, but uh, Bill Jones will be out for probably the majority of this week because he's in Arizona, Phoenix, for the Rangers uh, World Series games. Great, great. That's a great thing for the Ranger fans, and I know you guys are Ranger fans, and I'm happy for y'all. You didn't watch last night? Sir, I'm glad that you Ranger fans (laughs) are really into it. Wait, who do you like? Uh, no one anymore. I used to be a Braves fan back in the Smokes days and the Glavin days. But okay. uh, I got here and I did a little radio and I was into the Rangers. And I was, you know, because I think these are the this Cowboy fans are number one, number two. I'm talking about loyalty. Rangers are number two in loyalty. And I, and I don't know about the Mavericks in, in the hockey team, where they fans rank out. But that's one and two right there. I know these fans went through stadium changes. A lot of years where the management mm-hmm. wouldn't help the team, you know, financially as far as getting better players. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they stuck through it all. So I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm not a Rangers fan, though, so I don't do the fake. I can't do the fake, even though Chuck Cooperstein would be mad at me, <laughs> you know, saying playoff anything is better than regular season anything. And I like I 100%. agree with you. But I, yeah. Honestly, uh, last night I was talking to a couple of people. It's just incredible the the Dallas sports time right now yes just big time with our win on sunday fc dallas is in the first round of their playoffs against seattle uh, we had the mavs win their home opener this weekend and then we had the stars play last night they won right. five to three and the rangers win so this is just a 
great weekend for yes, Dallas sports. Yes, it is. As a matter of fact, everybody won last night except for FC Dallas. Wow. The Rangers won, the Mavericks won, the Stars won, the Cowboys won on Sunday. So, yeah, big weekend. But anyway, Bill's on assignment. Everson got called out of town. Uh, so, But we're here. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is our first chance to talk about Cowboys 43, the Rams 20. And I wanted to get your guys' take on that game. If you want to go first, Savannah, I know you were there and uh, keeping an eye on this game along with your other job, right? <laughs> yes, I was running around a lot of the game. But from what I saw, I was extremely impressed with CeeDee Lamb. He just was outstanding for us. 12 receptions, 158 yards, and two touchdowns. It doesn't get better than that right there. And I really loved his connection with Dak Prescott this game. And I know a few weeks ago there were some conversations about his um, ability to to get the ball from Dak, and they were having a couple of those issues on the offensive side of the ball. But I really think he stepped up and just progressed week after week, and this this clearly showed on Sunday. Nate, did he do number 88 proud on Sunday? Uh, yeah, you know, my, my thing is, you know, I've always, from day one, when we decided not – remember that draft – was a all was supposed to be for the Cowboys an all defensive draft. We you can go in and look at the board and the first five players were all defense, and CD kept falling and then people step start doing the numbers. Oh, mm-hmm. this guy going, this guy then CD CD will fall to the Cowboys. I mean, it was on fire here re, here in the, this region. And when he fell, the Cowboys didn't hesitate. So when you are that sure of a player that's fallen to you and how this kid have grown over the years. And like last year, I was telling people, give him a chance, give him an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And he grew and he grew. And so when this year, when it, when he was disgruntled, I was glad, I hate to say this, don't sound good, but I was I was glad he was disgruntled. Get him the ball. Mm-hmm. I, Mick will tell you, I'm a believer. It's only four or five guys that gets all of the balls for me on this team. And everybody else, We'll get to you when we get to you. And I'm just yeah. so happy they connected. I well, am so happy. I was I was uh, impressed with the game plan. Yes. I don't know if it was a shift from what we've been seeing, uh, but they had decided that they were going to attack the Rams throwing the football. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, obviously it worked. And I thought uh, the biggest thing uh, that came out of this game, you know, Dak had – his season high, 304 yards total uh, passing, uh, four touchdowns, which was a season high, mm-hmm. and his quarterback rating 133.7 was a season high along with what L- Lamb put down. I asked uh, Brandon Cooks after the game, what what did this say about the capabilities of this offense? Uh, and he said, and I quote, he said, we continue to grow that confidence in who we thought we could be. And if you think about what everybody thought this offense was going to be coming out of training camp, mm-hmm. it's like they're going to put up 30, 40 points a game. Well, they sort of did, but it, 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 there was games that, you know, three of the last four, they didn't play very well offensively. I know they beat New England badly, but... You know, you, you, you score 16 points against Arizona, 10 against uh, in the loss to San Francisco, and then even though you beat the Chargers, it was 20 points. 
So finally, it seemed like they got that passing game going. And if this team's going to be successful, that has to happen. And I know it's going to be a a big test Sunday uh, in Philadelphia against the Eagles. But I like what I saw from the offense. You got Lamb going. You got Cooks going. You got the tight end going. Nice catch by Ferguson. And everybody's Mm -hmm. saying, well, they need a tight end. No, this kid can play. You just got to get him the ball. Uh, nice route by him. Dak trusted him. Uh, so, you know, the only thing that I saw defense offensively that they kind of struggled with was still the running game, right. especially in the yeah. first half, right? A little but bit. You, but, but, you but know, again, they didn't, try. they didn't really lay yeah. on it, right? Yeah. This, you know, I talked to a few people because I'm like, is it, you know, is it me? And I like, I like to reach out and touch several people. I don't, you know, you know, we don't. This is the problem we have as media. We think we're always right. We can't. Re- I reach out and and somebody told me, Nate, they didn't really try to run. Let's 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 stop and think about this. First four plays, they had three sacks, but when the smoke cleared, did they go to the run? They continued to pass. Right. Mm-hmm. So it ain't like they tried to just pound the ball in there. Now, right. uh, and so this is the game plan they went with. Uh, for the first time, the, I guess everybody wanted to hear the Cowboys quarterback talk. They turned the TV up loud, and we could all hear Dak talking and having fun. So this is the game plan. I think they wanted to throw the ball. I think they felt better with their receivers versus their secondary than just, hey, let's just pound the ball up in there and see what we can, can we get past 99 mm-hmm. in his game. So th- I think this is what they wanted to do. They were very successful. But one thing I'm going to continue to say, I mean, whether it's successful to win a game or not win a game, as long as Dak move around instinctively and do what he does, I think we'll be all right in every game. You know, I, I say that about the run. They did have 102 yards yes. in, in the end. And and some of those carries toward the end were just to kind of burn clock, mm-hmm. yes. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the impressive thing was the drive – um, what, it was like 15, 16 plays, the one that went 90-some yards for the Yeah, for, for nine minutes and 50-some seconds. They had the yeah. ball. Just a really long drive there. Yeah. yeah. I think it went nine minutes and something. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and that basically uh, took the Rams. Yeah, 17 uh, plays, uh, nine minutes and 57 yeah, it seconds. Is. It was the whole third quarter, yes. basically. Uh, and, and they just kind of ground it out, right? And, and that was impressive. Um, and, and so the point you made about Dak, I've been saying this all along. He needs to play football. Yes. It seemed like he was being so automated, yet, you know, and everybody was making this big deal about getting the ball out in 2.3 seconds. I don't care how fast you get it out. Just get it out where it's got to go and make sure you're going yeah. through your reads, right? And I that and I it, a little bit last week against the Chargers, uh, and I know they called a really good run play. It wasn't like okay, he's running the ball a lot, but he was on the move instead of sitting in the pocket and and, and you know just throwing the ball to mm-hmm. throw the ball. Uh, and I, I think you see him throwing on the run like that. He's really effective. I, I just, just play football. Yeah. I, it, when you're there at the game in Savannah, I mean, what what are the fans thinking? I mean, I, I, you don't get to hear yeah. the fans. Uh, just what what are you thinking when when you see this Dak versus the drop back 
Dak, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think, uh, you know, it, it goes week after week. Mm-hmm. I think he, um, since we're going into week nine, I think, you know, he's a li- he was a little rocky at the start of the season. And I think he found, especially after the 49ers game, that he needed to step up just a little bit more find those areas where he needs to move out of the pocket and make some of those runs. And I think it's been working the last couple of games. And I think that they, it was a great time for the bye week to come too, because I'm sure that was a topic of discussion is, you know, how can we utilize Dak a little bit more to, to make those passes and to just move a little bit more, like you said, as a quarterback that just needs to be a quarterback. Yeah. And I, and I, I thought this, this was a coming out party for not only him CD, but this offense. Now, again, you didn't like the way it started, right? That's right. Um, first and foremost, uh, Tyron Smith had missed time, uh, missed practice last week uh, after he suffered the stinger on Thursday, kind of in his neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they thought they were very optimistic about him being able to play in the game. And I guess uh, when they tested the strength in his shoulder uh, before the game, uh, the medical people said, uh-uh. And he was being stubborn, I'm told. He wanted to play. He said, I can go. And they were just like, no, we better let it calm down and rest. So Adoga gets in there, and the first play of the game, he gives up a sack at left tackle. Uh, but after that, they settled down, uh, and it, the pass protection was much better uh, than it did from the start. And uh, so then Adoga gets hurt, sprained ankle. So now you're without your top two guys, and Awesome Richards had to go in and play. I think he ended up getting 11 snaps uh, towards the end. Uh, when Jerry Jones was asked today about uh, the injury report heading forward with the two left tackles, he said he thought it was more than likely that both guys would be available, meaning Tyron and Odoga would be available for the game on Sunday. And he said at the, at the worst, it one of the two should be good to go. So that's kind of good news um, because I just continue to think if, if they suffer a long-term injury over there um, – Tyler Smith's got to move out there. And I don't know how you feel about how you kind yeah, of – Yeah, put your hands up because I'm finna swing on you. Put your you, don't want, you don't want him out there. <laughs> no, nah, let, him, let, him, let him become – this is what I want for this kid. Don't – put him where he belongs. We did that with Tyron. Remember his first year he was a rookie uh, right tackle? Right. Then the next year he played left tackle and that was it. If he is our future left tackle, put him there. And let that be it. Make adjustments elsewhere. If Tyron is going to be out for a long period of time, and if this, if this put him there, right? Don't don't. I don't like to bounce him back and forth because when you get into a big time game like we're going to play coming up, or a big time uh, uh, playoff game, that, that continuity means something. It means something, especially mm-hmm. against the better teams. We can get away with it against the lesser teams, but the better teams in the league, they're gonna get you. You, you just pray. You just pray it don't be that one or two plays at a key time in the moment in the game. Excuse me. So you're you're with me. Yeah, if they want to move him out there, move him out there. But if you move him, leave from, him there. From that day on, he never goes back inside. You know, I, I just believe that. Don't. 
because he is too valuable a player. You know, I, I understand people like um, what they call it, uh, position flex. Yeah. Nah, not with offensive line. Unless injuries are so bad and devastating that you have to do that. Mm-hmm. But if they're not, don't do that. Don't do that. It, that's too valuable. Your quarterback going to pay for it. I'm telling you, in the long run, your quarterback will pay for it. And see, and I think we thought just with um, them getting their starting five out there that that would solve everything. But those guys hadn't played that much. And they're still banged up. Right. Right. And then he gets banged up. Yes. So the continuity on the offensive line means something. It means a whole lot. And and I've been, you know, and, and, and I'm telling you, if you don't believe it, just go talk to Coach Solari. Say, Nate, always talking about continuity. He'll He'll look at you like. And, you know, I'm serious. <laughs> you know. Got to hold the line together. Yeah. Oh, yes. And yes. even and even though it was only two weeks and it wasn't a good two weeks, mm-hmm. but that's only like two padded practices. Yes. Right? Right. And, and so, you know, it looked like you could finally get these guys together for three weeks and then the tyrant injury comes up and then you got to start making changes. They kind of got off to a false start, but I thought Adoga, not only did he pick it up, they started compensating, yeah. right, and putting right. the tight end over there, right. giving them some help, little double teams, uh, and then I think things kind of smooth out. But uh, we'll see how this week goes. It would be nice to have those starting five together again. And, as you know, we forget that even Terrence Steele, he's coming back from an ACL. Mm-hmm. That, that is one guy I'm not going to judge this year. I don't uh, – I'm seeing what's happening to him. I'm seeing that it ain't always, ain't always pretty. But this guy's back out there. He's fighting with everything he's got. He's got to get his flexibility back in that leg. And I'm not ju- – like, I, like I, I refuse to judge that kid Gallup last year. I'll judge him this year. But last year I wasn't judging this kid. You're talking about a major, major uh, situation, you know. And uh, so I'm, I'm not judging. I'm, I'll wait till next year four games in. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, th- and I think I mentioned this on Friday, you know, after talking to Zach Martin on Thursday about – just the getting the five guys back together and he goes think about it this way he goes if you're doing radio and you're doing it with somebody you never did radio before you're probably not comfortable and he goes that's kind of like what happens on the offensive line we need to be there the combo blocks and get used to each other yes Uh, so we'll see where that one goes and it's going to be even more important this week having to face the eagles i just uh, hope we play rico dotto more and you want some power running from Dottle. And I, you, you know what? You mentioned I'm, that last week, too. Yeah. And I'm with you, Nate. Uh, he got five carries, but he had, you know, 18 yards. It probably wasn't enough. But they didn't run the ball that much. He had five carries, and, and Pollard had 12. So that, that tells me they was not trying to run the ball. Yeah. They was not, you know. The passing was working for them. Yes. And they saw that, and they just kept rolling with it. That's Savannah, Nate, uh, Mickey, and we'll continue with mix shots here in a moment. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. 
You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. And we are back on Mick Shots with Mickey, Nate, and Savannah as we go through with a kind of a change-up lineup here. Not bad, though. Anytime. Oh, yeah, I got, got you for six Nate innings. Here, I right? got you for six innings. Got six innings <laughs> and a <an> Nate. <laughs> exactly. Get, we'll get four out of Savannah. Yeah. <laughs> we may end up going extra innings, yeah. right? But uh, so anyway, we kind of broke down the game. Um, how about special teams? You, I guess you never realize it until – you realize it, right? The, yeah. The way those guys played. Um, Sam Williams with a block punt. Um, I told him after the game, I said, you, you blocked it so badly, or good, however you want to say it, that you knocked the ball out of the end zone. That's how, how free he came, and it ended up being a safety. Then they've got to kick, and Turpin returns the kick 63 yards. That was so great. Right? And set them up for an easy touchdown. They get nine points in less than a minute. Um, that was huge. Uh, you get the kicker to make two more consecutive field goals to give him 18. And now he's tied uh, for the NFL record to start a career on most consecutively made field goals. He was my click to pick. He last was Friday, wasn't he? and I was so happy. We just had to bring, it bring, bring that up. Did any <laughs> any of the other of us get anything right? Let me look. Honestly, so Bill was the closest in points. He thought it would be 37 to 7. 
oh, Cowboys. Wow. So, I mean, all the rest of us predicted a very, very close margin. Yeah, I think I did 20 to 7. At seven I mean, 27-20. You d- yeah, you did 27-20. And, yeah, I got, I got the click to pick. But yeah. Bill was closest in Yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike pick to click did not click. I think I said it was going to be Dante Fowler. You did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should have picked Sam Williams, um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I, the special teams and they've had to compensate now for the loss of C.J. Goodwin, right? Um, and, and then because they lost Leighton Vanderish, Damone Clark hasn't played as much on special teams. And I was looking at snaps, and the guys on special teams that ended up playing the most. And I've got this. If I can turn this page here. Um, 77% of the special team snaps ended up being uh, Jawan Thomas, uh, Nathaniel Wright, Mukwamu, and Tyrus Wheat. And by the way, they finally got Rashawn Evans on the field, the veteran linebacker that they signed. Oh, he played? He ended up with seven defensive snaps, but 43% uh, on special teams. That's great. So that's pretty good for a veteran guy, right, that's been in the league a while to play that many uh, special team snaps. So, yeah, the special teams, I thought, uh, you know, and they almost had a, another touchdown. It would have been, what, 87 yards, Turpin's return. that got called back because uh, I said Nat, Nate Wright, Sean Wright, Nation uh, got, got yeah for holding that mm-hmm. he didn't need to hold because that guy was never going to be in the play, uh, but yeah they really stood out and when you get points uh, on all three phases you're doing a pretty good job which brings me to Duran Bland. What is it about some guys <laughs> that just the ball is there for? You know I talked to uh, Coach Harris just the other week man and. Uh, and uh, and and there, you know, a lot of coaching staffs like to cater to their defenses. What I mean by that is, you need to be here, you need to be there, you need to line up here. These are your keys. Watch this here. But I think with Coach Quinn and Coach uh, Al Harris, they go a step further. Right. And they're like, hey man, this guy likes to do this, and if you if you get opportunity, you got to make that play. And and, and 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 Bland is eating it up, you know. Whenever it's a chance to make a play, he's there, and and he does and he does a great job. He don't compromise his position on the receiver. Uh, he don't peek too much at the quarterback as a cornerback because a lot of guys will get in an angle where they can look at that quarterback and uh, and a double move or a quick move can sometimes catch him off guard. But this guy kind of keeps himself in position. And when the play's there, he just takes advantage of it. And then Coach Al Harris say, you know, he kind of teaches that. He warns his guys, you know, if the play is there, go get the play, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, the bigger you are, and I mean Bland is becoming a big-time thing. So the bigger you are, the more chance you're allowed to take. Now, he, didn't, he don't tell every guy this. He don't say, hey, Nate, if that play, you know, because Nate can't get there. I don't care if he start, you know, two weeks from now, he, I still wouldn't get there. <laughs> you know, so, but uh, some players you 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 begin to trust because, you know, they, they understand your defense, yeah. right? And they got the ability to make the play, and he's just one of those guys that can. You know, I noticed uh, on, on that play, 
uh, they lined up two wide receivers to the left. They stacked. They stacked, and Cup was inside, and they were going to be in man, but what Bland needed to do was be patient because right. he, Cup waited and then cut underneath and went out, and he didn't gamble. He saw what was coming, Yeah, and he said, okay, I got this, baby. <laughs> well, normally what Cup was trying to do when the other guy broke inside, mm-hmm. what he was trying to do was – Get a pick, yes, an air pick. What he was trying to do is make this guy that cut cut the DB that cut cut his guy off, and he was hoping he would go over top, and he couldn't get back. It's just an air pick. He couldn't get back, but he faked like he was finna go out there <laughs> and just shot underneath. I'm like, okay, you played the play, bro. You right, you yeah. tricked the tricker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So He's wow, it was it was nice because they was in, normally that second DB. Gets burned right on that stacked look, but he played it right. He was he patient, it, yes, right? yes, sir. He and, played it right, and he and he waited till they mm-hmm. cleared, and yeah. he said, "Okay, I'm going here." Uh, so at fourth, fourth interception this year, third in his career, returned for a touchdown, which is rather amazing. Uh, how he just finds the ball. I believe now he's second in interceptions in the league. Uh, mm-hmm. Four. The other got guy got four, six. Five or six, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think the other guy got six. And so, um, so yeah, you know, when everybody's worrying about what they were going to do without Diggs, now what happens when you lose a guy like Diggs? Now you're one less in the depth of that cornerback position. And I think, right? I think, I think it puts you. I think it hurt. It hurts your pass rush too. Mm-hmm. You know, because that quarter, because what Diggs and all those other guys were doing, they were jumping routes. They they would they was taking away that first move, and every, every time that quarterback has to go to another read, that gives your defense another step coming towards you. Now quarterbacks, you know, over time will get a little bit more. I didn't know how valuable Diggs was, you know, but I see now because just I, I was telling the guys on our show, what if. Diggs was still here, and Bland was getting better and better because he was already a great slot corner. What if he was still that slot corner? Yeah. How nasty this thing (laughs) would be. And our sack total, I believe, would be up by two or three more sacks. So you think that's affected the pass – Yes, sir. Not affected the pass rush, but it's not as potent because – Yes, I'm telling you. The coverage. It it all connects – once you get a uh, a super uh, defensive backfield that can take away that first option, you know, because Al Harris is showing, hey, this is this is what the quarterback looking at. If you can jump that first option, he goes to that next one. That's the Ron Bland. You go from what your outside guy, you look at your slot, then you go over to your tight end or somewhere. Well, that guy ain't there either. Yeah. Now you think Michael Parsons ain't about there by the end? Michael Parsons is about there. You know, and all we need to do is for Sam Williams to really, really lock in on football all the time during football <laughs> season, and he could be a beast. Right. So I have a I have a fun uh, stat that I read for Deron Bland. So his his three pick sixes, mm-hmm. um, he has caught more passes for a touchdown right. than Devonta Smith, mm-hmm. T. Higgins, right. Tyler Lockett, Jalen Waddle, right. and Calvin Ridley this season yeah pretty amazing huh 
Mm. And, and you know what? And, and if you looked at what opposing quarterbacks were doing, they were starting to pick on Jordan Lewis mm. out of the slot. Right. Now, I think the more he's played, he's kind of getting back to where he was before he suffered yes. the injury last year. Uh, so it's a, it's a pretty darn good threesome. Um, but again, um, after that, I, I, you know, you better not suffer another injury because then you're down to right. Uh, and even, you know, in training camp when they had some injuries, uh, C.J. Goodwin was playing a little more cornered than they had. Uh, I asked about Eric Scott, and I was told just not quite ready yet, the, the guy they traded up for in the sixth round to, to draft. So uh, Baltimore Stone, and sorry, I don't know his first name, uh, he leads the league with five interceptions. But Bland with three touchdowns on interceptions. Think about this. All these guys are ranked in the top, oh, I don't know. They've got about uh, 30 guys, right? Nobody has more than one interception for a touchdown. And one of them, by the way, is Slave, Philadelphia. Big play, Slave. And then uh, (laughs) Brown in Seattle has one, and that's it. So just think of the magnitude that what he's doing so far. Uh, you know, and I know one of the balls was tipped, the first one, but he, he's by the football. It's just amazing. You know what? I promise you the fans that didn't see it ain't asking, was the ball tipped? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know, care about That's what that, I tell right? you about wins. You, at the end of the year, if you happen to be 12 or 13 wins, ain't nobody coming. But you know what? Back on September, this day, that boy did. I didn't think about that. Win the game, get the interception, make the play. Mm -hmm. And that's what uh, the Cowboys did offensively, defensively. They only had one lapse defensively, the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half when the uh, Rams doubled up and got within two scores. And then came that 90-some-yard drive, right, that ate up the whole third quarter. 17 plays, 9 minutes, and 57 seconds. (laughs) I love that. It's a long one. He's got it memorized, too, by the way. Because that's discipline. That's discipline. You know, being disciplined, you know, not not having a lot of penalties, not Mm -hmm. hurting yourself, that's that's discipline. Uh, Back in our day, and I don't don't like to talk about our day, but, you know, my day, rather, but that that's we, man, we would hurt folks, and that, that late in that third or beginning of that fourth or late in that fourth, we would crush folks for eight minute drives. Mm-hmm. Yes, that take the life. You you can just see the defense lineman like, you know, they looking at the it's DBs like, again. It, yeah, yeah, the <laughs> DBs looking at them. You be like, and you just be sitting there just smiling like. Well, like, don't matter. You got those yeah. sacks early, do it now. It don't really matter anymore, does it? Like that Cowboys offense, we just ate up this second segment right now. So we'll be back on Mick Shots in a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgate's going way past postgame. 
Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi, and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back to mixed shots. Your Dallas Cowboys head to Philly to take on the Eagles in week nine. On November 5th, come out to Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium for a free watch party presented by 7-Eleven. Cheer on the boys alongside the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and rowdy while enjoying $5 Miller Lights. Food trucks and more. Gates open at 2 p.m. and kickoff is at 325. For more information and to claim your free watch party ticket, visit DallasCowboys.com slash watch party. Go Cowboys. You want to go out to the watch party? Uh, no, nah, I'll be here. You though. got a little work to do? Yeah, I do some work, man. I, I tell you like this right here. Uh, this is this 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 game here should be fun. But this is where I'm talking about this upcoming game. This is where uh, my nightmare may be coming to uh, may be coming to my doorstep. Uh-oh. Mm. Uh, because I've been trying to preach to everyone about center guard play and how it makes it easier for your tackles. This week here, our tackles may have to stand alone because they got three men in the middle that are beasts. You know? can't, can't give the outside guys <laughs> yeah. any help. Nightmare to the <laughs> yeah. doorstep. Yeah. My, my nightmare is coming <laughs> to my doorstep, man. Halloween a week late. Mm-hmm. Wow. You've got their uh, depth chart there, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's Jalen Carter, know by heart. Jordan Davis, and Fletcher Cox. And then and then stay hot sauce is a guy named Hassan Reddick. That's stay hot sauce. And when they get too sweaty, they got one of those to wipe off too. So <laughs> um, come on, man. If you don't know these animals, you will. It's wow. So Nate, you asked me the week of the 49ers game. You said, is this game a test or is this game a challenge? Yes. 
What do you think? This is a challenge. This is the NFC East. You, I, I'm listening to every show. Oh, we beat the Eagles this, 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 and this. I understand, y'all. But one thing they have on us, they have played and conquered. Now, we have played in adverse games, but we have not conquered. They have played in adverse games, and they have conquered. We have to know that adversity is going to be coming around every corner. And we got a little bit early against the Rams, but we overcame it real quick. We got it against the 49ers with a bad call against uh, Curse, and we didn't overcome it. We're going to have a bad call or two in this game. Mm -hmm. We got to overcome it. Uh, Adversity is a part of the game. And uh, to me, uh, I understand that Coach McCarthy could not go deep. when, when. Okay, game over. He had to treat the 49ers game over. He may have to treat this game like this too, but the difference is you will see them again. So game just can't be over. Go out there and be your best, and whatever happens, happen. We'll live with it. But don't, don't, don't let them catch you napping. Don't let them catch you napping, you know? And um, this was the game that I was hoping for last year in the playoffs. Yes, because if you think about it, the first game when Philadelphia beat the Cowboys 27 or 26-17, Dak Prescott didn't play. That's right. And was that, that at that home was, or away? That was the at home. Away, that was at home. That was the away game. That was the away game. Away yeah. game. Okay. And and Cooper Rush was the quarterback, and with uh, halfway through the fourth quarter, it was 2017. By the way, before. Uh, Philadelphia scored that touchdown late with like seven minutes to go in the game. Then it reversed when they played here uh, because Jalen Hurts didn't play, but that's right. Dak played. That's right. That's and, right. Yes, and the sir. Cowboys mm-hmm. ended up beating him forty to thirty-four. The game was tied thirty-four thirty-four. Uh, the Cowboys drove for a field goal, forty-eight yards from some guy named Marr. Yeah, <laughs> and and then. Uh, Bland had an interception right after that, and they kicked another field goal and got it to 40-34. So I was thinking, okay, now how about we get in the playoffs and Hertz and Dak go at each other in the same game? Well, this is the next chance that those two guys get to play against each other. It's up there. Uh, That place will be rocking, I guarantee you. Uh, But again, one of the good things that happened to the Cowboys in this last game, and I thoroughly believe this, to make the Cowboys' defense better, they have to get off to a good start and score points, which they did against the Rams. Uh, you know, scored on their first couple possessions in that game, and you make the other quarterback play from behind. And we've seen now with San Francisco kind of on a downslide here. When Brock Purdy has to play from behind, he has struggled. So, Mm -hmm. again, get off to a good start. And, by the way, we didn't mention this. Uh, Today's the trade deadline, 3 p.m. Central Time. Who cares? uh, Jerry Jones said that he didn't see anything in the works. That doesn't mean nothing can pop up. But as he pointed out, these trades can't just go down in one hour because you've got so many things to adjust when it comes to contracts. 
Um, he can ask for extension. Look here, extension. it's going to be Go seventy. To it's going to be sixty-five degrees Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, me, let me say this right here: this, this, this trades don't make your team. Trade. I'm, I'm being honest. Yeah. No, you're uh, right. What we need will cost too much. We need a show enough bona fide uh, offensive lineman. Do you know teams that say, okay, I'll give you this guy. Yeah. Give me a first. Give me a first. Give me a third. And plus, you know his contract up this year. Right, right. Because <laughs> that's why he's available for yeah. the trade. So right? go out there and, 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 and get awesome riches, right? Go out there and get a, a doga right until the end of the season. Uh, okay, now we may need a bona fide, show enough go getter defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. You can have him. You gonna give me a second? You gonna give me a fifth? And by the way, he's in his fifth year, so you gonna have to pay him. Isn't that what? That's uh, too much, man. The Giants got too costly for Williams. Yes, like a second and a fifth. fifth. Yes. So you, you don't 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 worry about it. Just coach what you got. Uh, ask the guys to study a little harder and be a little bit meaner. Now, the one guy that we, I want him to go get, I can't mention his name, but he would cost too much. So let it go. We already got the guy, and his name is Rico Doddle. Give him the ball. <laughs> you heard it here uh, from Nate. Oh, wow. Rico Doddle. Yes. And, you know, and, and, and you're right. Um and to me, if somebody was giving me a sweetheart deal on a cornerback, I'd be okay with that. Because that ain't going to come of, free. And it not, it's not, yeah. right? But again, it's not for now. It's for next year, right? Because yeah. your Diggs is coming back off his ACL, right? And he'll go right back to his position. Jordan Lewis is slot. in his last year this year. Yeah, but see, the thing is, and, I'm already going to put it together. Gilmore will be one year deal. Though. Yeah, he'll be gone. Right, he'll be a backup because you moving Bland to the other side. If we can get Lewis, now you got your three horses. Yeah, there but you if go. Something go with Lewis, then you got the best slot corner in the game. Right, and Bland. Now you now we say, hey, Gilmore. I'm sorry, Could you get- said that on mix shots. <laughs> can you come back? You know yeah, can, can I get one more year yeah. from you? Yeah. But again, if you had an opportunity now at a corner and somebody was just trying to unload them, yes, uh, then it's like okay, I can I can deal with that. Yes, and in, in, as long as the money's right and they're not asking for a first round pick, um, this this team this team I went through the up and down, but I, I come to my senses. This team has not lost nothing. From from training camp to now, we lost Diggs. Now I, that's a big loss, mm-hmm. but we've not lost nothing. We still have a shot at the NFC Championship game. We have not lost enough where we don't have a shot at the. At, I, it, it, what's amazing me is the 49ers beat us to death, but put too much into us because they seem to can't get themselves back going. Mm-hmm. You know they riding on their laurels. Yeah. yeah. So now we're the second best team in the NFC. It's us in Detroit fighting for the second best. And if things go right, 
We'll be in the power rankings and number one. I don't do power rankings. I'm talking about in my mind because I'm a Cowboy fan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, that's a good one. And you know, and the other the other loss they've had, it's it, it's temporary. Was Leighton Vanderish? Mm-hmm. They've played right. with him. They got to play with him two more games. But Marquise Bell has stepped up in that linebacker spot, and in these two games that he's played more than 50% of the snaps, he's finished second in each game in the number of tackles. He had seven last week to um, Damone Clark had yeah. eight, and this week he had six to uh, whoever had seven. Let me say this so right He's here. been pretty good. Let he's been great. Right Mr. Savannah, trust big fat guy when he tell you this. It ain't about Leighton Van Der Esch. It ain't about uh, Bell. And I love him. It ain't about Clark. It's about Hankins. It's about Gallimore. And it's about Mozzie. How about Osa? Yeah. Well, Osa, he's in a class by himself. He's coming. I just need him to be a little bit more consistent. I need him to be a little bit more consistent. Because he'll pop three or four big plays, and then he'll he'll become a guy. You can't. He, 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 you're, he's better than mm-hmm. that. If these four guys play, it don't matter who at the linebacker. I, I'm, trust me when I tell you that because when you have a, a front, they're well, making those stops. That's what I'm saying. Right. So now we've we've finna come into a, a team that's got a, a running game and they're gonna run. Mm-hmm. Now we have to shut down the yeah, Eagles. Run. It don't game. matter. It's them four guys that I mentioned. They gonna make the difference because they point, just good yeah. Point. Yes. Honestly. And, by the way, I was just going to double-check because I thought Mozzie's snaps have increased. He had 18 in this last game, and I think he even had a tackle. I heard his I name. Saw him. I saw the tackle. I saw, I saw <laughs> it. I'm like, okay, okay, Mozzie, okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my, my thing is, let's, let's panic. I'm I'm all about it. I, you know, I'm all about it. When when we when we don't win, you know, I go on TV and I'll say nice things, and then me and my wife get home and we'll just eat the Cowboys alive. <laughs> oh, I'm a fan. I've been one since I was 11 years old. So, oh yeah, I go up and down. You right. Know? So, but the reality is, we're five and two. I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Who else is five and two? It's only te- one team, six and one. Seven and one. Seven and one. So and who there, else? There are six teams, including the Cowboys right now, with no more than two losses. Thank you. And so, Lions are six and two, right? Yeah, they yeah. won last night. Or six and, yeah, six and two. So and come on now. We need to save some of that for tomorrow because the same threesome will be back here who, on Mixed oh, Shots. Wow, we on, I'm on again tomorrow? You are on again tomorrow. What, where is Everson? And he said he was out for three days. Come on, Everson. He's he's back in New Mexico. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everson, I think he, come on, Simon. He hides out in New Mexico. You know where where the spaceships land. I think he has something to do with some of that. Wow, stuff. Wow, that's in New Mexico and spaceships. Right. Yeah. All right. Producer Supreme has allowed us to go overtime here. Almost. That's all right. Going minutes. into my show, we good. You're good. Yeah. Now you're warmed <laughs> up. See, we warmed you. We got up. you going. Now you're gonna have a yeah, heck you of got a show. One seat over. All right, Savannah. Thanks. Uh, we'll you're be welcome. back tomorrow on Mix Shots here on DallasCowboys.com. Thank you. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!